Welcome to the Love Life Church podcast, and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. We are in a series called Better Together. How many know we're better together? We need each other, right? We need Jesus, fam, but we need each other. We need each other. We're talking about better together, overcoming loneliness. Overcoming loneliness during the holidays and overcoming loneliness in the hard times. Anybody had hard times, lonely times? You've been alone, right? We're going to overcome loneliness. We're going to gain some tools. We're going to gain the word of God. We're going to gain some knowledge. We're going to gain some information. How do we overcome How do we overcome loneliness, isolation? Guys, loneliness and isolation has gripped our generation like a plague. In the United States of America, we are in an epidemic of loneliness, of loneliness, right? We'd be in a crowded room, yet we can just be on our phone looking and don't know what to say. Do you guys know that you have to fight the urge to just, if you're in line, if you're somewhere, if you're waiting, how many of us have to fight the urge to not pick up our phone, to not pick up your phone and just... Scroll life away, right? We're going to be in a crowded room with family get-togethers at church, wherever. And there you just look at your phone like, is somebody going to talk to me? Is somebody going to say hi? Is somebody going to say, be the somebody. (laughs) Be the somebody. Put your phone away. Say hi. Say how you're doing. I miss you. What's your name? Nice Nice to see you. You know, like... We need connection. We need to belong. We need people. We need eye contact, right? It's awkward, but we need awkward in our life, okay? We need awkward in our life. Isn't that so fun? Kids don't care. Kids run up to you. They can be stinky. They can be smelly. They can say, kiss me, hug me, hold me, feed me, 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 me right now. And then we get, we get older and we just like... We, left, we leave so much unsaid. Like, we leave so much. We can feel so much gratitude for our family, for your spouse, for your kids. Because, and how many know it's hard to say it? I appreciate you. Thank you for all of your hard work. How many know saying I love you to the ones you love can be hard? And that can be about training. Do you know what I mean? Like, because you, you didn't hear it much. And I could be like, love ya and love you. And then like to somebody I love greatly, I'm like, you know, you know, I got your back for life. You know this, right? And I love you, you know. (laughs) No, just look them in the eye like, I love you. Yes, I love you. We just, because we're overcoming loneliness, right? How come we're so lonely? We're stuck in our head on repeat. Sometimes that's a wild place. How many know we need to get out of there? (laughs) And we need to renew our minds. We need to renew our thoughts. We need to renew all that to the word of God. So we're going to be overcoming loneliness because it's had a grip on our generation too long. Right? The buck stops here. The train stops here. We are getting off the cuckoo train. We are getting off the crazy train. We are getting off the loneliness train. And we are going to get some tools and some information from the word of God, right? And it's time to do the hard work. How many know that you were created for hard things? (laughs) 
<laughs> you got this. We got this. We just need to do the hard work. How many are ready to do the hard work that it takes to make a real relationship? Something real takes work and it takes effort. Something real takes a lot of work. We're going to make the effort to be a real good friend, to be a godly friend, right? We want this. We want, we want a real friend. We want a godly friend. We need to be one. We need to be one, right? We need to be one. We need to do the hard work that it takes to be, um, how many know that you got to be friends with yourself? Like it, crickets. But you need to be friends with yourself. And that's what makes you not so needy, right? When you are content, when you are happy, when you are joyful, when you get all of your needs met by Christ, you're getting your cup filled with the word, then you have something to give. But like it starts out with being a good friend of God, being a good friend to yourself, and being a good friend to others, right? And that takes hard work, right? What's a good friend? Let me tell you. Because sometimes we don't know. We're in a generation where everybody is disloyal, talking trash, spills all the tea. A good friend, becoming a good friend is becoming respectable, becoming loyal, becoming honorable, honest, truth-speaking, trustworthy. How many of you want a friend that is respectable, that is loyal, that is honorable, right? That they're trustworthy and that they're non-judgmental, dependable, compassionate, supportive, encouraging, forgiving, ever-loving. And you ready for this one? This is my favorite one. This is a best friend, all right? Iron sharpening iron. I wanted to bring out my knife and my iron sharpening iron knife. I don't know if it's iron. I don't even know if I'm bougie enough to have an iron knife. <laughs> I just got a knife. I don't even know what metal it is. But you know when you go like this, that thing? I wanted to bring that thing out here. I wanted to bring that thing out here and do it. But first of all, guys, you want to know what goes down in my house? You know me. I love the meat. And I can buy a big old slab of meat, and I got this big old knife, and I just, you know, like, butcher, Sasha, let's go, okay? You want to know why? Because they sell you the meat cheaper by the bulk. Yeah, I'll take that one. I always come to the, I come to the butcher. I'm there. They got a sale, 7 a.m. When that store opens, the doors, your girl running in. Ribeye's on sale. I'm here. Hey. The butcher's like, why do you come so early? Why do you come so early? I'm like, because the early bird gets the worm. And I said, he's like, okay, well, what size uh, ribeye roast do you want? I'm like, the biggest you got. I want the biggest one you got. I'll take it. $4.97 a pound. Give me the biggest one you got. He went to the back. He came out with This, you want this size? I said, I will take it. He put that big old slab on the scale and he, $4.97 a pound. Your girls, winning. All I do is win, 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 win. Well, anyways, because I started butchering my own, you know, slab, I got this knife. And I guess, anyways, the reason, why am I telling you all this? I have no idea. 
But the, yeah, Butcher Sasha, the reason I didn't bring my knife out, this is the reason I didn't bring my knife out, because I guess when I'm talking and I start talking to my sisters, they're like, can you put that knife down? Because <laughs> I talk with my hands. So I'm like, you guys, you guys, blah, blah, blah. guess what? I got this great deal. The butcher gave me this big old thing. They're like, okay. <laughs> put the knife down. <laughs> put the knife down. So that's why I didn't bring it out. But let me tell you, iron sharpening iron. That's the kind of friend you want. What does that mean? Iron sharpening iron? That's some friction. That's some agitation. That's an irritation. Anybody got those friends? Those friends in your life? Proverbs 27, 17. In the same way that iron sharpens iron, a person sharpens the character of his friend. Come on, we leveling up. We're going to be more and more like Christ. Be great today. You want somebody in your life that can sharpen you like iron sharpens iron. Let me tell you, nobody wants a dull knife. You be, ha, 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 ha. All that effort, and you have not done any progress. But let me tell you, you just, you just slice that meat. You just slice that whatever you guys slice. Slice your bread. Slice it all. Slice an apple. Slice whatever. Iron sharpens iron. That's the kind of friend that you want in your life, right? And it may cause some friction. Anybody been irritated by people in your life reminding you of the word? Anybody been irritated by somebody in your life that's encouraging you to press on and follow after that dream that God put in your heart? Anybody been irritated by somebody reminding you that you gave your word? You said this is your year. You said this and you're drawing the line in the sand. Anybody been irritated by one of those? Let me tell you, you got a real one in your life. You got a real one in your life. That's exactly what a real godly friend will do. Right? That's a real one. Keep a good real one if you find one. They're like those wives. They're hard to find. <laughs> those godly wives. Just kidding. Kind of. Be found. Be found. Right? Get you a real one. Right? And we got to stop just bonding over drama. Oh, you're so drama. I'm so drama. Anybody? We're just bonding over drama and trauma. Oh, that happened in your past. Oh, that's what happened to me in my past. Yeah, stuff happened. Doesn't mean that that's, what, that's the only thing we're going to bond on. That's the one thing that we're friends. No, we're going to start bonding over the word. How many are ready to, to make friends and be a godly friend and bond over the word of God? Bond over growing in faith. Bond over discovering who you are in Christ Jesus, right? We're going to bond over love and loyalty. How many are ready to get love and loyalty written on your heart, not just your neck? That was for free. Love and loyalty, we're going to bond together over renewing our mind, right? The battle is in the mind. The battle is in the mind. We are having victories in our life by renewing our mind to the word of God. And we need people in our, in our life, in our friend group that can remind us, right? You know what you're thinking by listening to how you're speaking. So you need friends in your life that can checkmate you. You're speaking kind of negative. You're speaking kind of off, right? Let's start thinking about God's word. Let's start thinking about his promises. Let's bond together over that instead of all of our trauma, 
right? Let's find friends where we can bond together over those things. Bond together over becoming more and more Christ-like in our character. Because integrity matters and your character matters. Your character matters. Iron sharpening iron, iron sharpening iron. That's what we want in our lives, right? We want people like that in our lives, bonding over our victories in Christ Jesus and reminding ourselves that we were not created to live life alone. That's a lie. It's a lie that we are being sold, that I'm just a, a, a lone wolf. Or I'm just a, you know what, a lone wolf? A lone wolf is out there vulnerable. You better in a pack, all right? You're better in a tribe. We are better together. Now, I'm just, I'm just my own. Okay, how's that going for you? No, we need each other. We need each other. We're better together. We were not created to do life alone. We were not created to be separated from God. We were not created to be separated from our parents because of divorce and because of division. We were not created. So most kids' trauma is because their parents left. <laughs> like, right? We're like, oh, man, why do I keep repeating this? No, we're not going to repeat history. We're going to make history. And the only way that you can make history is if you get new information. You will repeat exactly what your parents did if you do not get new information. That's why we have to renew our mind to the word of God. Even though you say, I hate that they did this. I hate that they used drugs. I hate that they went to prison. I hate that they abused this. I hate that they did this. I will never. Have you all said that? And then the older you get, you repeat. I'm like, I will never drink. I will never do drugs. First opportunity that comes my way. Hey, we're all going to a party. You want to get high? Yeah. What happened to I will never? You got to renew your mind. You think you're just bad. You're strong enough. Your will is not strong enough. You will be conformed to, to what, you were, what was modeled to you. You repeat what was modeled to you, even though you hate it, you go off just like your dad. Even though you hate it, you nag just like your mama. Even though you hate it, like anybody? Okay, nobody, right? No, none of us. We're all renewed, right? Walking in our new creation. But we, we were not created to be separated from our parents. We were not created to be separated from other human beings. Some people work from home. Their office is in their home. Their, everything is in their home. Some people have not left their home in three years. And it looks like it too. <laughs> you, I, we were meant to get out, go to the grocery store, see people, have connection. No, we can work from home. We can have our food delivered to our home. We can have groceries delivered to our home. We can have new clothes delivered to our home. And now we got stretchy sizes. We don't even know what size we are. And now they're just lying. Small, medium, large. One size fits all. That's a big legging. One size fits all. But we're not even, we were created to get outside. We were created for connection. We were created for belonging. We were created for like, guys, we will pick self-checkout at the grocery store. Anybody? It takes us longer, but at least I don't got to talk to the cashier. Like, we were created for connection. We, we need people. I'm just trying to get, like, remind us. We need people. Remind yourself. We need people. I have a high sense of smell. I can smell anything. I can smell everything for some strange reason. Shatay, I'm like, Shatay, what are you cooking? 
what are you using oregano? I'm not using oregano. I can smell some oregano. You, what are you making? I'm not using oregano, Sasha. Stop. You're so annoying sometimes. I'm like, okay, fine. And then she reads the package. Hey, guess what, Sasha? I guess there's some oregano in there. <laughs> but I just have like a really high sense of smell for some strange reason. Well, when I got COVID and I couldn't smell, nothing. I, I hate the smell of acetone to get your nail polish off. So I was like, I hate that smell. I was just realizing it's been a couple of days when I had COVID. Man, I haven't smelled anything. That's kind of strange. So then I'm like, oh my gosh, that's a symptom. Don't worry, we were at home. All three of us together, we're better together. <laughs> we were in lockdown. I went to get some acetone and I just started smelling it and smelling it. I'm like, guys, I can't smell this acetone. And I'm like, Shate, smell it. She's smelling it and we're smelling it. We're probably smelling it too long. <laughs> and I'm like, I can't smell anything. And then God, it was like three weeks and I was just crying and I'm like, God, I will never complain that I, that I smell everything because even if the girls have the pan a little too hot, I'm like, the pan is burning. Your oil's about to smoke. Like, I just, like, I can tell them, like, right, they're like, oh, okay, you know? So I'm like, I won't complain. I, I'm just, because life is a smell. People have a smell. You know, good or bad, but you have a smell. And I was like, God, I just want to smell life again. But Anyways, why was I going on that rant? Please tell me. Because we're better together. We were never created to do be in isolation. And we need to smell people and their funky smell. Okay? <laughs> we need to get out. Right? It gives us a reason to brush our teeth, comb your hair. We were not created to just stay in a little box and never leave. No, we were created, to not, we were not created for isolation. We were created to do life together. We are better together. And let me tell you, as Jesus Christ, as our Lord and Savior, we are never alone. He has reconciled us. He has restored us. He has redeemed us. He has reunited us together with God. Reunited and it feels so good. And if it doesn't feel good, maybe you're not reunited yet, right? Maybe you have not bonded with God yet because you haven't spent the time to get to know him. How do we know God? We know God from his word. We know God through his word. We know God by coming to church, learning his character, learning who he is, discovering who we are in him, right? And in Christ Jesus, we have been reconciled. We have been redeemed. We've been reunited back together with God. Paul said in Colossians 1.22, yet Christ has now reconciled you together with God. In his physical body through death in order to present you before the Father holy and blameless and beyond reproach. Because God sent Jesus. And Jesus, he conquered sin and death at the cross. And Jesus, he reunited us back together with God. So we never have to be alone. We never have to be alone. Let me tell you, it is so peaceful or I don't even know the word that that I could describe knowing that God is always with me that whenever I need him he's right there I can talk to him he's with me he will never leave me he will never forsake me and because I talk a lot I always have somebody to talk to 
Like I always have him. He's there with me, right? God has sent Jesus. Jesus conquered sin. Jesus conquered the death all at the cross and reunited us back together so that we never have to be alone. We are never without God, and we are never without his Holy Spirit, right? Our comforter and our guide in this wild ride called life. It's got highs. It's got lows. It's called life, right? There's ups, there's downs, but we're never alone. We are never alone. We may feel alone. Anybody felt alone in a room full of people? We may feel alone, but we're never alone. Don't allow your feelings to dictate your life. Allow God's truth to dictate your life, right? We are friends with God. Paul said in Colossians 1.22, At one time, you were separated from God. You were his enemies in your minds because the evil you did against him, because of the fall of man. But now he has made you his friends again. He did this by the death Christ suffered while he was in his body. He did it so that he could present you to himself as people who are holy, blameless, and without anything that would make you guilty before him. Guys, we are friends with God. We are friends of God. And in the same way that you got to do the hard work in creating real friendships in the natural is the same way that you have to put in the hard work in becoming friends with God. How do you put in hard work in that becoming? Inviting him in. You know how you had to send out invitations to your birthday party and you need to send out invitations to your baby shower and you need to send out invitations to your wedding, hopefully the wedding's first. If you need to send out invitations, right? You need to send out all these invitations. Send out an invitation to God. Invite him to your pity party. <laughs> he can handle it. He's got big shoulders. Invite him in, right? Invite him, invite him in. That's how we do the hard work. We need to invite God in to our heart, and we need to invite God in to our minds. We need to invite God in to our way of thinking. We need to invite him in to be the Lord of our life. We need to get off the throne of our life, and we need to put King Jesus on the throne of our life. And we need to invite him in to our everyday life, talking to him about anything and talking to him about everything. It is so important. Bonding with him. How many know that bonding takes time? You just don't bond instantly. Bonding takes time. It's a process of highs and lows. Bond with him. Bond with him. Bond with his word. Paul said in Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything. How many of you guys worry? Hello? We're not supposed to be worrying about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Tell God that you need a friend and thank him that he is the best friend. Tell God that you need some help with your finances. Tell God that you need some help with your eating habits. Tell God that you need some help with this addiction. Tell God that you need some, invite him in, talk to him, give him thanks that he already sent Jesus, that you already have the victory, that you will get through to the other side. Thank him, 
right? Talk to him. Then you will experience God's peace. This is how you know that you talked to him, that you thanked him. Why? You'll experience his peace. You follow after peace. You'll experience his peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. His peace is going to guard our hearts, going to guard our minds. This is the goal of life. What's the goal? To live in Christ. To live in friendship with Christ, right? To live our everyday life experiencing Christ's power, experiencing Christ's grace. Come on, experience Christ's truth, experiencing all these things, allowing his peace to guard our hearts and guard our minds, right? Anybody dealing with worry, anxiety, panic attacks? We got a whole generation just ridden with panic attacks, ridden with worry, right? All this, it's just, it's a plague, literally. And it's like, why, why? It's an alarm going off that something is not right. It's an alarm in your body that is saying you need some sleep, you need some help, you need some belonging. These are alarms going off. And yes, some of you need some professional help with those alarms going off, right? Don't just, like, we need to address the alarms. There's an elephant in the room. We need to address these alarms. And we need to be compassionate with people. The first time I experienced somebody having a panic attack, I realized they're not faking that. That's really, really something going on in their life. Like, she was losing it. And all I could do was reach out my hand, let her know she was not alone, and just keep breathing. And that, like, it wasn't like you start praying and get crazy and start screaming scriptures. I think we have a generation that just needs connection. They need to be reminded. I'm here for you. You're not alone. And just keep breathing. Those alarms are saying, I'm feeling scared. I'm feeling alone. Right? There's alarms. But what do we need to do? We need to know that we're never alone. We're never alone. We need to get out of our isolation. The world's promoting more isolation. Just meet on this and you don't need to have connection. No, we were created for connection. We were created to do life together. We're not alone. You're never alone. You're not alone. We are better together. We're in this together. Run to Jesus. Not run from him. Run to Jesus. Run to the church. Get some help, right? Take a getaway vacation with Jesus. You guys think I'm joking? Do you know that there's times like go, go, go. Sometimes I just need time on the schedule where there's nothing. Me and Jesus time, right? The only way you can keep on giving is if you're filled. So get a, take a vacation with Jesus. You know, take a holiday. All of you girls watching all them Hallmark movies like on holiday, you know. Take a holiday with Jesus, right? Have a coffee date with Jesus. Maybe you won't be so desperate. Like, take some time with Jesus. Talk to him. Talk to him about anything. Talk to him about everything, right? 
He is the only one that can give you peace. And this peace will guard your heart and your mind. We're asking people to give us something they don't have. The Prince of Peace, King Jesus, he has it all. He has it all, right? He's the ultimate ride or die. I love this. You know, like, you know, you need some real ones in your life. And I love, last week we had that message and I got so many messages like, you're a real one. You're my real one. I'm like, Jesus, you the real one. You're my real ride or die. You want to know why he's the ultimate ride or die? Because he already conquered death. And we, all we got to do is ride, not die. <laughs> like, we just ride in this thing. Let's go. Let's go, right? We can just ride, ride, ride. Jesus said in John eleven twenty five. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes, adheres to, come on, trust in, relies on me as Savior will live even if he dies. Anybody lost somebody? Let me tell you, if they know Jesus as Lord and Savior, they are living even though they have died. And if, ev if everyone who lives and believes in me as Savior will never die. Do you believe this? What do you believe? We believe in Jesus. Come on. Believe in Jesus. Trust in Jesus. Rely on Jesus. Talk to Jesus. Know Jesus. And the more and more we bond with him, the more and more we get to know him, the more and more we sound like him, the more and more we talk like him, the more and more we conquer like him, right? the more and more we do all of this, the more and more we become like him in character over time. That's what it is, guys. It's seed time and harvest. Get the word in, give it time, and you'll harvest. Spend time with God, bond with him over his word, and that time is going to create a strong bond between you and him, between you and his word, between you and his voice. His voice sounds like his word. You're directed, guided by him, right? We were, we were created in the image of God. We were created in the likeness of God. We were not created to be separated from the Father. We were not created for isolation and separation. No, we are better together. We are stronger together. In Genesis 2.18, now the Lord God said, it is not good, beneficial for man to be alone. I will make him a helper. Come on, a helpers. One, to balance him, a counterpart who is suitable and complementary, complementary, you know, complimenting him, right? It didn't say nagging. <laughs> okay, that was for free. We'll just move right along. It's not good for us to be alone. It's not good for us to do life alone. We were not created to live alone, right? And loneliness has gripped our generation like a plague. Guys, studies have shown, studies have proven that 60% of people in the United States of America report feeling alone, feeling like they have no one, feeling lonely, and we are actually in an epidemic of loneliness and isolation in the United States of America. Studies have found that even before COVID-19, before the pandemic, half of U.S. adults reported experiencing measurable levels of loneliness. 
they felt alone. And doctors are now warning that there are physical consequences for poor connections. Because I don't need nobody. I could do this on myself. These physical consequences can be devastating, including, guys, this is not me making up stuff. Like, I really took this report. I was like, this is crazy. When I was studying for this, I didn't realize that the United States were in some kind of epidemic is the word. It's including, a, this is what happens. These are consequences. Devastating, including a 29% increased risk of heart disease. Let me tell you, we already eat enough fast food. We don't need 29 more percent because we're alone. And we eat fast food alone. <laughs> Some people be complaining that their Uber driver ate half their fries or something. I'm like, get up and go get your own fast food. You already didn't have to cook it. Get up and go get it. That's for free. A 32% increased risk of stroke. A 50% increased risk of dementia for older adults. Fam, we need Jesus. Yes. And we need each other. We need each other, right? We need real connections. We need belonging. And let me tell you, you belong here at Love Life Church. You belong here. You belong here, right? We may not have it all together. We may have some attitudes. We may have some stank eye. We, you know, we are people. It's life. Be kind, you know? Sometimes you just have a bad day. We may not have it all together, but let me tell you, together we got it all. Paul said in Ephesians 2.19, Therefore, you are no longer outsiders, excluded from rights of citizenship, but you now share citizenship with the saints, God's own people, consecrated and set apart for himself. And you, yes, you, even you, belong to God's own household. There is so much security that comes when you know that you belong. There's so much security that comes when you know that you are home, right? You have a home. You've got a bedroom. It has your name on it. You open that fridge. Whatever's in it belongs to you. You can raid your dad's closet. You can raid everything. It belongs to you. I used to love raiding my dad's closet. It was the 90s. Baggy was cool. <laughs> My dad's like, if one more of my sweaters is gone, dad. And he would be like, okay, I'd rather you wear baggy clothes, so take them all. <laughs> right? There's so much security that knows when you know you belong. You walk into these doors, you know that you belong. You belong here. You belong here. You belong to Christ. And you belong to God's family. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 12, 25, this makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer. Guys, if one is honored, all of the parts are honored and glad. All of us together are Christ's body. And each of us is a special part of it. You belong here. You belong to Christ, and you belong to God's family. And God created us for oneness, not loneliness. He created us for harmony, right? We just got to grow up and do our part to work towards that harmony. Because unity starts with you. 
you, 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 like literally the letter U and you and me. Unity starts with our heart and our attitude, attitude and tood. That too, acting like we too. Unity starts with you. It starts with us. Paul said in Ephesians 4.14, this will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Guys, Christ is the standard. Christ is the standard. People are not the standard. People are going to let you down. People are going to fail. People are going to miss the mark. They're going to miss the aim of love. Right? It's going to happen. Christ is the standard. Christ is the standard. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about with every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced by every influencer, by people who try to trick us with lies so clever that it sounds like truth. 15. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. That's a round body. <laughs> he makes the whole body fit together. As each part does its own special part, it helps the other parts grow. So when you're doing your special part, other parts are growing so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Come on, fam. We need each other. We are better together. We need to unite in our faith and in our knowledge of God's son, Jesus. We need to be on the same page. We need to be united in our faith. We need to be speaking the truth in love. We need to be growing in every way to be more and more like Christ, right? And we got to play our special part. Do you know that you have a special part to play? Your crusty, dusty little toe has a special part to play. Stub it and see what happens. Wobbly leg. You know, your elbow looking always dry. It needs some lotion. You bang it. But let me tell you, you need it. Nobody, who wants to be the elbow? Who wants to be the armpit? Who wants to be the crusty dusty? We all need every part of our body. And every part has a special part to play. And you have a special part to play in the body of Christ, right? You have a special part to play in this church. You have a special part to play in your family. You have a special part to play in your friend groups, right? You have a special part to play in developing real relationships, which take hard work and it takes time, right? But it's the whole body working together, growing healthy and growing strong and full of love, becoming better together in every way, more and more like Christ. Amen? Amen. That's the goal. That's the goal. More grace upon grace upon grace and more bonding, right? I'm, I'm loving the holidays. I'm loving better together. I love you guys, right? Grace upon grace. I love you guys so much. How many guys enjoy better together? We need each other. Love you guys. Have a great night. We'll see you guys all on Sunday.
Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you. Thank you.